Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballers Season 2, Episode 26. This week we are joined once again by foot trader and market expert Foot Donk. And he is here to break it all down for us. I'm also joined by Steve Stokes, professional FIFA coach, market expert Right Foot, and the pioneer of FIFA podcast, Matt Lamborn. We've got hands-on experience with several Team of the Year players and honorable mentions players. We're going to do several player reviews and break down the new Future Stars promo that is looming and go over the 28 total swap tokens available. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Footballers. This week, we have another appearance from our friend Foot Donk. Foot Donk, how are you doing this week? I'm doing quite good, actually. It's Team of the Year, so spirits are high. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Team of the Year is on my mind. Honorable mentions are on my mind. And now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing things about future stars (laughs) coming out soon. There's just content coming out nonstop. Um, How have you enjoyed Team of the Year so far? It's actually been surprisingly quite good, to be fair. The pack weight's probably the highest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I think accessibility is probably up there as well, just for that same reason. It's the supply is just huge. Um, yeah, it's been pretty good overall. The content's been pretty good. I don't see any complaints. And now, obviously, we're kicking into Future Stars, which is a little bit early for me, but I guess they want to get it out of the way nice and quickly. Um, but, yeah, content's still been really, really good, in my opinion. Yes, this is one thing I will say. Uh, This has got to be the best team of the year promo we've ever seen. And uh, especially with the additional honorable mentions cards, doing it in conjunction with these upgrade packs, it gives lots of people lots of chances at at some of these high rated cards. Um, Steve, how has team of the year been going for you? It's been good. I think it's been a a real win of a promotion. It's been good content, as you are saying there. Um, some good cards. The pack weight seems to have been really high, so I think that everybody's kind of got involved with Team of the Year at some level, whether it's the actual Team of the Year or the Honourable Mentions cards. I think we've got an absolute ton of player reviews to go through because uh, we've all had a bit of pack luck or we've bought a few or this, that or the other. Uh, yeah, it's been good. It's uh, one of the best. In fact, no, it's this the best Team of the Year promo that I can recall. Good, good. Well, we all haven't had great pack luck, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Matt, how has Team of the Year been for you? How has your pack luck? No pack luck to speak of, unfortunately, but uh, I got the two cards I wanted from the market. Um, I had to exercise a couple of days of patience to wait for the appropriate price drop because you would have got a little bit stung if you went in um, right at the beginning. Uh, they've come down nicely since the end of that first weekend league since the cards came out. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's reinvigorated my interest in pe- playing competitively online now that there's some really good cards to get stuck onto that actually fit into my system quite well. So yeah, it's a massive W for me. And uh, yeah, it's been a really fun week. Good to hear. And last but not least, right foot, Paul, how many Mbappes have you packed? Zero. 
I've, I've not managed to pack any of them yet, but I'm, I'm still trying. I've done a ridiculous amount of these upgrade packs, but still not managed to pack one. But, you know, I've bought one or two, played one or two, I think. It's great. What's a ridiculous amount? I've lost count. I, I only saved about maybe 60 packs, and I've been steadily, since I opened those packs, I've been steadily doing a fair few upgrades few hours here and there, a few hundred, that was, mm. yeah, a few hundred plus recycles. Well, the one person who did save packs and it ended up working out for him is Mr. Steve Stokes. My DMs were getting blown up all afternoon with name after name that he was packing. And um, I was happy for him. But at the same time, I wasn't happy. I was just extremely jealous. I'm still jealous. Steve, who all did you pack? Well, before I packed anyone, I, I went out and bought myself a How Cancelo and Ruben Diaz. Played a few games with them. Um, and I had about 60 or 70 packs that I'd saved, only for a couple of weeks or so. Um, and I opened them thinking, you know, it'd be nice nice if I got something. I wasn't expecting anything. You, you can't really with that amount of packs. And uh, I dropped a message in our group chat saying, has anyone packed a team of the year yet? Uh, and the best I'd packed at that point was a um, honourable mentions Mendy. So I mentioned that, and then as I typed that and, and sent it in the chat, um, out popped an untradeable Hakimi. So I was obviously thrilled to bits with that, and still dealing with the surprise from that when uh, Team of the Year Donnarumma revealed himself in another pack. So yeah, um from 60 packs, Team of the Year Donnarumma, Team of the Year Hakimi. Can't grumble at that. And then afterwards, um, there was also a Honourable Mentions Rudiger, which is nice. And yeah, um, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about these cards a bit later. So uh, I'll keep my powder dry at this point, if you don't mind ever so much. Mm. Well, Doc, I don't think I, I asked you, but did you save packs for this promo? Did you participate in the shenanigans of the upgrades? How did you handle this promo? Um, I basically have an account uh, that me and my uh, brother used together as just like a mess around thing. And we had a few packs and that on there. I don't play it myself any at the moment anymore. So um, it was just fun to hop on there on that account and mess around, open some packs. We didn't unfortunately pack any, but um, it's nice to see everyone else was packing them. Yeah, it's good to see people's um, people's luck in the positive because, you know, typically during team of the year, it's it's just like disappointment after disappointment. And you saw a lot of different people packing a lot of cards. So it's really good to see. And with the amount of cards they gave us, it's going to give lots of variety, I think, to squad building. So it's not like, you know, they're going to release 11 cards and make them all obtainable. There was, a you know, yeah. a good variety of cards you can get. So I think that's going to be good. I have a theory on why they've, why they've done that if you want to. If you want to hear it, oh, I love theories. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Um, essentially, to me, um, it makes more sense actually to give not too much. So don't overwhelm it. So you're guaranteed a team of the year, but the team of the year accessibility is the highest it's ever been. There's been more packs and opportunities to get one than has ever been, and I feel like they've done that because a lot of people in previous years grinded open thousands of packs and got nothing and i actually feel like that left them deflated after team of the year and then they would just quit they would stop playing and it's evident because a lot of people do stop playing after team of the year but this year it's been completely different it's everyone's getting them or there's a good chance to get them or you're getting honorable mentions anyway it doesn't quite matter as much and i feel like people are actually left happier after the promo regardless and excited for the next one rather than feeling deflated and well just you haven't packed anything you open all these packs you got nothing left why would you keep playing you know yeah i think it was smart of them too the way they've already kind of pre-announced these future stars uh, swaps coming up because that kind of gives let's say there are those people out there that are deflated feeling like they didn't pack anything and they just grinded for hours and hours doing upgrades now they know that they can get swaps. That's something they can control, you know, so there's still a chance they can get something even better yeah. on the next promo. While, while we're talking about uh, future stars and what have you, I just want to make a point and give people a bit of advice here because what most people will have done over this weekend 
it's basically rinse the clubs dry. So uh, any tradable card is gone. What you're going to have to remember is that if any, if we can go on the previous years of the future stars, um, especially the objectives cards, you needed uh, different squads with various ratings in order to complete the objectives. So you needed something like a, a 77 squad. Um, I think it was an 80 squad and an 82. Don't quote me, something like that. So uh, just just check your club and make sure that you've got some sort of stock there um, because you could end up paying over the odds for these cards at the weekend when you're trying to complete those objectives. There's two other options too, Steve. Could just buy FIFA points. Or you can buy coins. You could. Or you could just prepare. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to avoid, you know, <laughs> I'd rather people didn't do either, really, ideally. You, you could prep, and whilst we don't advocate for people buying FIFA points, you know, we try and equip our listeners to be able to navigate around the game without needing mm. them. If you ever were going to take the plunge now, is probably the best time of the year to ever do it, given that there's so much stuff worth packing between Team of the Year, Honourable Mentions, the new Team of the Week, new icons, etc., etc. It's pretty good time to get stuck in given the pack rating as well so if you if you do have a few quid to burn then why not go for it this week but then keep your wallet firmly in your pocket the rest of the year perhaps i did uh go against my own advice on the previous week's podcast i did splash a couple bucks on some fifa points yesterday and um, i did pack lots of good fodder you know just enough to get me to the point where i could afford rudiger quickly instead of having to grind it because i'm lazy I knew going in, I'm going to spend this money and I'm probably going to lose it. And I accepted that. If you need this money, don't put it in, please. Because you're going to lose nine out of 10 times, probably more than that. Um, let's get into some player reviews. Um, Steve, take us through. You're going to talk about uh, Cancelo, Hakimi, and Donnarumma. Give us the rundown. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, Cancelo was a player that I bought and um, obviously packed Hakimi later. From the get-go with Cancelo, really, I was looking at him, looking at how balanced the card is and thinking, there's going to be a bit of a waste playing that guy at left-back. And when Hakimi popped out as well, you know, it was all then a case of, uh, right, how do I how do I get the most out of these cards? And it, it was really stark staring obvious that I had to find a way to, to get them into the team as centre mids. Um. One of the things with Cancelo is that his position is left back, but he is right footed. Um, so that's that's a kind of knock on him playing in the left back position. Fair enough, he's got a five star weak foot, and that compensates to an extent. But even if a player's got a five star weak foot, if they're playing on the wrong side, they will always favour the strong foot. They don't automatically use uh, their weak foot. So that's another reason to be a little bit sceptical about playing him at left-back. Um, but, you know, if you move him into CM, that five-star weak foot, rather than being something that compensates, it becomes an absolute feature. And his passing from central midfield is absolutely superb because he's not only got the stats, you know, he's got that weak foot. So, um, I mean, the, the, speaking of the stats, he's technically that well-rounded that you could play him in any outfield position on the pitch. You could even play him at striker. He's got 96 shot power, okay? So this is a left-back that you could you could reasonably play at striker if you needed to. Um, I was slightly alarmed when I first started playing him at centre mid because he does tend to bomb forward a bit and he works really hard. I sent you a few clips in, in the group chat, actually, of him, of him making these forward runs and, you know, working as hard as... As any top tier striker trying to find a bit of space and trying to make himself available for the ball, um, but stay back balances that. It's fine, and uh, yeah, for me, um, he may be a left back, but he's he's the best centre mid in the game. Certainly the best centre mid I've used. Uh, there's just no weaknesses with the card at all, and um, Hakimi's not far behind. Really, I'd, I'd rate Cancelo above Hakimi. Uh, the thing with Hakimi. He's just got impeccable pace and stamina. Um, if there's an attacker running past him, he doesn't just catch them. He, he runs past them himself. He's, he's so quick, so bloody quick. 
Um, he's fantastic on the ball, very good passing. And, you know, again, screams to be played at centre mid. And you don't need a chem style on these cards. You know, as I said, with, with Cancelo, both well-rounded. Basic is fine for them. Um, and, you know, again, on, on stay back, it sort of compensates for him trying to get forward. He, he does try and get involved in the attack, but he doesn't particularly get caught out of position. And even when he does, he's got that sort of phenomenal recovery pace. So, uh, yeah, if, if you've packed these cards untradeable, um, you're struggling to think how you're going to use them, try and get them... Uh, Try and get them into your central midfield. I, I spoke to uh, to Dylan about it actually, because um, what what I've done, um, I don't want to bang on too much, but I've I did the Lucas Paqueta SBC, and he's left footed. Um, he's got pretty good pace, pretty good defending. So I basically swapped him and Cancelo in game. Um, so I messaged Dylan and said, you know. Have you thought about this? Look, you know, you've got the qualifiers coming up. Um, Cancelo, absolutely phenomenal central midfielder. And uh, Dylan said to me, Yeah, you bloody great galah. What's wrong with you? You can't be doing that. Um, you need to play three at the back. Bloody English idiot. Pop me asshole. He's, Dylan, I should point out here, actually, that Dylan's got this public persona when he's on the podcast and when he's streaming that he's this clean cut, you know, whiter than white Australian kid. He's not, not at all. Um, likes his scotch, and by the time he's had a few and 20 cigarettes, he's this different character altogether. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... I find that hard to believe. Well, you know, the truth is sometimes unbelievable. But uh, yeah, he... I, you know, I took it on board, but, you know, fair enough. Okay, you're the arguably the best FIFA player in the world. But that doesn't mean... It's impossible for you to be wrong. So we'll see, Mr. Campbell. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you're not getting the results you deserve in Ultimate Team? Maybe you're tired of spending money on FIFA points only to be constantly disappointed. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. If you want to improve your game permanently, make the smart choice and enroll in the Steve Stokes Foot Academy. There you'll find everything you need to unlock the potential that your game deserves. From in-depth tutorials to finely tuned custom tactics, you'll find a goldmine of resources that are guaranteed to take your game to the next level. Guaranteed? Yeah, you heard me right. If you feel like your game hasn't improved after one month with Foot Academy, Steve will give you your money back. That's the confidence that comes from being the best in the business. Take advantage of this unmissable offer. Head to patreon.com forward slash Foot Academy and enroll in the Foot Academy today. That's patreon.com forward slash Foot Academy. The Steve Stokes Foot Academy, unlocking the potential that your game deserves. How do you like Donnarumma? I mean, compared to, well, you said that Allison was the best goalkeeper in the game at one point. Does this card supersede that? Yes. Yeah, in a word, it does. Um, it's not even close. This Donnarumma card is so good. I'm glad we agree now that Donnarumma is the best keeper in the game. I've been saying it for a long time. Well, team of the year, Donnarumma. Yeah, I we mean, need to I, be specific. you guys were just a bit slow on the uptake. No, it? I mean, you've, you've got realistically, you've, you've got to keep an open mind, haven't you? And if you, you know, I'd, I'd still stand by it. I don't rate Donnarumma's gold card. Um, not a fan of it at all. But obviously, I was really interested to see how well this card played. You know, I packed him untradeable. Got to give it a go. Um, and <laughs> to be quite honest, you know, although he's better. He still has those same flaws that the gold card has. He, he still struggles with consistency, um, and he's always got a mistake in him. But he also makes some pretty sensational saves that I, I probably haven't seen other keepers make, particularly at close range. You know, he's got that big frame. He's got the phenomenal reflexes, and uh, yeah, that that sort of bails him out a bit. What I would say is that if coins aren't a particular concern to you, then get him in your team. Um, but overall, I'm not 100% sure that he's he's worth the, the coinage necessarily. Um, he's, he's, he's basically a better, slightly better version of the of the gold card, um, which I suppose is what it should be really. But it's, it's yeah, it, it's better and it's good. Um, certainly better than Mendy. We'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, probably not great value. Well, while we're talking about value and coinage, Doc, what do you think? The, I want to get your perspective on 
the current levels of prices, where they started, where they are now, relative to previous team of the years. Do you think that prices currently are fair? Are they inflated? Or are they going to come down hard after future stars? I'm not sure what you what you know and haven't shared, and maybe give us a little insight as to what you think the prices are going to do with these cards in the next, I don't know, 10 to 14 days. To be honest, um, it is completely content dependent at this stage because it, in other years you could make an, an estimate before and roughly it would be fine because content wasn't so... We'd get big content every now and then. We seem to get bigger content quite consistently. Um, so it's actually quite hard to, to really say. At the minute, if supply and packs and content and future stars hype starts racking up, in my opinion, I doubt they rise yet. But what you would see in Team of the Year is give it a few weeks and then they will start to kick in. That usually was what happens because they start to get a bit rarer. This year, there's so much supply, it might take a little bit longer. Um yeah, at the minute, it's, it's hard to say. But I would say the prices at the minute are probably fair considering what the rest of the market is like. It's, it's typically a lower market this year. So taking that into account, I'd probably say it's, it, it is fine. And obviously the boosts are a little bit lower than what they were in previous years as well. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Certainly just depends on what they push out here with this Future Stars. And Future Stars is always one of my favorite promos because typically it's, it's not cards that are in every other promo. It's newer faces, different styles, and that brings in different leagues, different nations, more opportunities for unique squad building. And that's, to me, the best part of foot is being creative. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that Future Stars is probably going to be bigger boost than ever as well. And the fact that they put token, the team of the year, tells me that, to be honest, they're probably viewing Future Stars as maybe slightly bigger. Or perhaps they think it's not quite up to snuff, so they've got to put the tokens in to to attract people's attention, maybe. Mm. Devil's advocate. Possible, possible. But I would say Future Stars is pretty it's pretty hype. I mean, it's more relevant with the player base in terms of it's that young that younger thing, isn't it? The, the up and coming, the hype's big. I don't know. I, I personally think the Future Stars is a better promo in, in general. I, I feel more connected to it. Team of the Year is something that we've had maybe for so long, mm, it's yeah. sort of died down a little bit almost. Yeah. I'm just hoping we get an American in there. Matt, take us through your player review of Marquinhos and Jorginho. Yeah, so I'll start with Jorginho. I, I remember having a chat with you privately in the week onto where I said this is a really good card but it's not a game changer and you disagreed with me I think you are now correct having played with it a little bit more had a change of system uh, where it suits his uh, specialities a little bit more um, one of two in, in Steve's four four two 2 in the midfield is absolutely brilliant. Good at everything. Um, I'd say the one weak point of the card is that you might expect him to be a little bit stronger than he actually is. He can be hustled off the ball a little bit by the sort of prototypical bigger midfielders. But he plays a little bit like Kante defensively, like he hounds people down. He wins the ball back a lot because he's aggressive, reasonably strong, not dominantly strong, but very quick. So in terms of recycling the ball, winning it back, getting it forward, all good at that. Tremendous long-range finisher, whether it's finesse or just outright power. So I've scored lots of uh, goals for midfield, sort of one and two record in competitive play for goals at the moment. So has that goal threat as well as excellent at building up the play. Just a generally excellent all-around card. I think I said um, last week I thought he would play a lot like the team of the year, uh, Frankie de Jong, that came out a couple of years ago. And I think I was right about that. It does feel a lot like that card. So if you've used that one in the past, you kind of get an idea of what to expect with this one. You could play him further forward than CM, no problem. Um, I think he'd be a very good centre forward in the right sort of formation. But yeah, all around very impressive. And for less than a million now, as it is on the market, I think it's a bargain. It's it's the uh, it's got more stats than any other card in the game, so it gives you an idea of of where it's heading and its sort of utility, to to say the least. I perhaps wouldn't use him as a CDM though, but anything beyond that, absolutely fantastic. 
definitely worth checking out if you have any sort of prem or Italian tiers. What Kim style are you using? Uh, engine, just to top up the pace a little bit and round off uh, the sort of passing and dribbling and whatnot. That seems to work very well. Mm. I think you could also perhaps go for a Hawk if you want to just make him a little bit more um, potent in front of goal, perhaps if you are playing in further up the field. I think that might work quite well. Um, so, yeah, it gets a big thumbs up from me. Definitely the best value for money card in the team of the year, in my opinion. And uh, Marquinhos, it's, it's difficult to say anything that you're not expecting me to say about this one for a, a, a very overpowered statistic card with 90 plus on both pace categories. It's just utterly dominant at the back. And one area where I, I kind of surprised myself with this one, I was playing the um, the objectives to get the team of the year loan uh, Mbappe that requires you to play five defenders. So I came up with some system where I was playing Marquinhos at the start as a CDM, but actually moved him to right back in game. <laughs> wow. I mean, what an incredible... Um, use of that card you might say it's a little bit of a waste but if you've got two other good centre backs and you just need that ultra defensive present to lock down you know really good um, wide players in your opposition it works absolutely phenomenal for that it's almost impossible to get around um, really good at bringing the ball out from the back if you if you like to take that risk to beat that first line of the press is certainly very good for that excellent passing stats so you can play those raking long balls particularly if you like to switch the play which is something we've advocated a lot in the last few weeks on the pod very good at sort of beating the press or or getting a, a move going in an alternative way but i think it's Another excellent card. There's plenty of good um, cards in the game to link him to, whether it's you know a regular gold Hakimi or one of the various upgrades. Um, loads of PSG players and lots of good SBC cards have come out in Ligue 1 in the last uh, few weeks. So, mm. again, it's another um, one that's priced, I think, accordingly. Mm. Loads of uh, ability to build teams around. And I think I'm probably keeping that now till the end of the game because there's not going to be too many centre-backs that are, again, atop that one, the only one to rival it at the moment would probably be Varane that's just come out. But, uh, yeah, those are the two cards I, I wanted to get um, before the promo started that I was anticipating, and they've both delivered massively. So, uh, yeah, very, very pleased with that. And they've they've definitely taken my team to another level, which is exactly what you want from a team of the year purchase. Nicely done, Matt. You know, going back to Jorginho, you said you were using engine. I went with a Guardian straight away just because it boosts his balance plus 10. It gives him 99 dribbling and then boosts his interceptions to 99, defensive awareness to 90. I like to use him as a CDM in the 4231 or in the 352, but also in Steve's 442, I, I use him as one of the two CMs. So I felt like bolstering his defense was a must for me. Steve? Well, it's slightly off topic, but I feel like I need a word with Donk. Do you? What word do you need? I'm I'm sitting here wondering whether you've got any juicy info that you can exclusively leak to Footballers Pod about the future stars promo. So I'm sitting here in a conversation with you, and I'm finding your leaks through Twitter. You're sitting here tweeting your bloody leaks while you're on the podcast, man. That's not me. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that, that old chestnut. What? <laughs> No, 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 genuinely. I, I had it pulled up as you said. It. Well, <laughs> I have I a man who does my tweets. Why are you looking at Twitter <laughs> when you're on a podcast? To check what Donk's up to. In fact, I'm going to check what <laughs> I'm up to right now. <laughs> can you uh, can you get that guy's info for me? I, mean, I got a friend who might need him. Uh, oh, so, I'm not going to mention any, any names, Steve. Well, the whole team's just um, been leaked, so... <laughs> The whole team. The whole team is out. I was literally about to say, I was literally about to say, I've got something. There's two names I was just been given. And then as I was about to say it, uh, Sheriff has just tweeted the entire thing. There we go. Good old <laughs> so, Sheriff. So that's out on the out on the water now. So that's quite mm. good to be fair. So yeah. I have a theory. Do you, you guys want to hear my theory? I think Donk is foot sheriff. Now, if I was Italian, I would believe you. You think he's Italian? I believe so, if I'm not mistaken. What makes you think that? Uh, I saw something the other day that just clicked. And me and him have spoken before. 
Uh, I mm. believe I believe he is Italian, part of the Italian um, the Italian community. And Trusty is German. Trusty Foot Trader, the other one that's um, got in for. So all the stories going around that it's a it's a known trader masquerading with another account. They're not true. Then. No, I, I think it's safe to assume that they aren't true. At me at first, I actually did think it was that, but mm. after. It, time has gone on, etc. It's clear that it's not. Um, both of them are just obviously uh, employees at a certain level at EA that have access to a um, work at home style database because mm. they're all at home until April or so, whatever after that. Um, and basically, that's how they can see it all so early, basically, to get information this early, to know everything, all the players, etc., is is in-house only. There's no way you're knowing that without <laughs> without being able to see it. Um, but that's probably why it won't stop as well, and probably why they don't care, because they can't exactly do anything about it. They're at home working, and there's nothing they can do until they return to office in the summer, I imagine. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, any other leaks since we're on this topic regarding future stars? Um, I don't think so, other than the, the full team. I think it's, um, yeah, you, well, I'm gonna st- it's already been done, hasn't it? Really? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay tuned to Twitter while we record this, though, just in case. I believe that, the, um, yeah, that it's all out there now. Although I've not seen any SBCs, yeah. so maybe we've got more to uh, more to drop yet. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who doesn't want to know what the team is, but there's one name on that list that is going to jump out at a lot of people. I think going back to the uh, to the start of FIFA 22. But yeah, let's not let's not ruin it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't ruin it, Steve. Paul, are you still here? Oh, uh, yeah. I was just having a nap. Um, but yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, Tell us about Mbappe oh, and Ruben Diaz. Well, I'll start off by saying the only person out of this team of the year that I really want to scream and shout about, Steve's already done that, and it's Cancelo. Unbelievable card. Can do absolutely everything. So, yep. um, such good value. Uh, but let's talk about Mbappe. Well, when you when you I think when you're looking to buy an Mbappe, you're you you're already expecting certain things. And I've used his gold a bit, I've used his inform a bit this year, so I already sort of half knew what to expect. And I think I were probably expecting a little bit too much from this team of the year. Um the gold and the inform are already so good. I think I was probably expecting a little bit more because he was a bit of a letdown. And like I say, that's probably more down to my expectations than anything else. Um, missed so many easy chances on his weak foot. Absolutely nailed him on his strong foot, but on his weak foot, missed a few. Uh, one thing I did notice about this card, though, were his runs were unbelievable. Like so many times I nearly stopped because I thought he were offside, but he were making the runs absolutely perfectly to get in behind, in behind the defence. Uh, and always looking, always looking for space as well. Um, I used him in a four-one-two-one-two, and I used him in a three-five-two, and I was scoring loads more in the four-one-two-one-two with him on on the right. But he, yeah, phenomenal card. But I've already sold him. I think he's probably going to drop a little bit over next week, maybe. And I just want him to be out. And I'll probably buy you Sabio. Mm. But you know, that's a that's a glowing review for Mbappe. I will I will say this as well. The gameplay has not been amazing this weekend. And I've had one or two connection issues. So, you know, it felt like buskets at times. But that's that's not yeah. down to the guard. Yeah, and I noticed the same thing in weekend league. Uh, in particular, started off really good in the gameplay, went to mud. I went four wins, then I lost six straight, and now I'm at 10 and six. So it's really just a, a roller coaster of, of server issues 
And when they're bad, they're bad. And when it's good, it's good. Last night was the best gameplay I've had in a long time and consistently good. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. That's foot these days. I mean, every year it's the same thing. The servers just can't support the game. So hopefully they'll get there. They're adding more servers every year. So hopefully they continue to expand that out and um, use some of this money from these promos to reinvest. That would be the wise business decision, in my opinion. But uh, real quick, we're not going to spend a ton of time on these honorable mentions because there's so many to cover. But I know, Steve, you and I have both used Rudiger, Mindy, and Shaw. Real quick, Rudiger, is he worth it, in your opinion? Yeah, he is, absolutely. Um, I agree. He's just very, very good. I think that you've really got, in the affordable bracket, you've perhaps got three centre-backs kicking around now in the sort of mid-tier price range, with Marquinhos being, you know, at, at the top of the tree. I think you've got Rudiger, Ruben Diaz, and uh, Varane, the flashback Varane. And mm-hmm. I think Rudiger is, is basically the, the perfect hybrid of, of Ruben Diaz and, and Rafael Varane, who are, who are both very, very different centre-backs. You know, Again, I've said this before, might say it again. I'm sure we'll come to that later on. But yeah, he's, he's a nice combination of the two, hybrid of, uh, of Varane and Ruben Diaz. Yeah, I agree. He's he's much more agile than Varane. And I'm not saying Varane's not agile. Varane is very good, but he's a good complement to having one huge bruiser tank type of center back and another that's a little bit quicker, but yet still stronger than most other center backs. To me right now, those are the best two center backs to use in this game, maybe outside of like prime Maldini or something like that. But we did get a mid Maldini SBC today, right? Yeah. There's also that option if you're stocked with fodder and you've got Varane and you want to keep going with it, wouldn't be a bad one to pair up with him as well. One person that I do want to talk about and I'm very disappointed in is this honorable mentions, Eduard Mendy. I had the signature signings version. I upgraded, basically almost broke even after the buy sell on it. But I don't know what it is about this, this honorable mentions Mendy. And I thought it was just me but I think Steve is experiencing the same things. Some wacky animations like falling down a lot, just having like hypermotion seizures and just doing really strange shit. Steve, are you still seeing the same thing? Yeah, it's nothing to do with hypermotion because he does it on, on both consoles. Just go with it. I'd start with, I was actually quite impressed with him. Um, he's, he's a big old unit. He's six foot six. You're going to struggle to find any goalkeepers bigger than him. And he has the comes for crosses trait as well. So absolutely dominant in the air. You know, he, he comes for everything. He does tend to flap at things a bit. He doesn't necessarily collect balls that he maybe should. Um, he had great handling. And I thought for a long time that the biggest knock on him was his distribution because his kicking is god awful. Uh, if you're somebody who likes to kick the ball long from the restart, uh, Mendy's definitely not the goalkeeper for you but yeah he, he's got some funky animations which are a bit weird um, not sure I've seen them on other keepers but he made a few stunning close range saves a bit like Donnarumma I guess um, and like his gold card his gold card has a very good reputation as being one of the best low rated keepers there is and yeah I, I gave him a run in weekend league today and uh, that's when I discovered what the real flaw with Mendy is and it's that he is literally, literally useless against near post shots. If somebody powers up a near post shot against him, he just sort of basically does a window cleaning motion with his hands and, and watches it fly past him. He's, you know, I, I, I use the word correctly. He is literally useless. Um, it is an incredibly messed up card and I would avoid it like the plague. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure to sell mine before I publish this podcast. I agree, though. It, it, near post, I, I gave up a ton of near post goals uh, last night, and I didn't do that before. So there's obviously something to it. And when you, when I heard you say that, it kind of made me feel that much better because I was giving up some ridiculous near post shots. Um, and he did that thing where he throws his hands up and kind of just like falls falls back. Yeah, so exactly that, and it, it speaks as well to to what you should be doing if you if you do find yourself matching up against Mendy. If you're in a one-on-one with exactly. him, don't do what you normally do. Go to the far post. Just drill it near post. Shoot it right at him. Yeah. Near post and you've got yeah. no problem. Terrible card. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I agree. 
we touched on Varan. Anybody want to add anything on Varan? Uh, Donk, where do you think, uh, do you think they priced him fairly? He was roughly about a million coins when he first came out. Not sure where he is now, but what do you think on uh, the cost for Varan versus what you get from him? I think it's fair, to be honest. Um, if you make him any cheaper than that, everyone's going to have him. And everyone already does have him at that price. So, <laughs> um, to be honest, I think it was. I think it's fair for what you get. Everyone knows what you get with Varan. Yes, people can argue that it's better value, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but you get Varan, you get his play style, you get his everything with him. His links. I just think it's fair. I was expecting it to be a lot more, if I'm honest with you. Just knowing how that they price popular players like that is usually very, very overpriced. Like a Bamiang, for example. Mm, that's a good example. Yeah. The thing about Varan is you can use this card most likely till the end of the game, in my opinion, with these stats. He's big, he's fast, and he moves well enough to to get the job done. So you don't have to worry about sinking that many coins and fodder into him knowing he's got the longevity to go for months. Yeah, it definitely adds a value that I think people don't often see that when they're doing reviews and things like that on SBC cards. The actual longevity of it is is a big factor, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think that's massive, isn't it? It's one of those things, if you're buying and selling five or six centre-backs over the next few months, um, you know, you could potentially lose two, three, four hundred K um, on those cards, where if you've got one that's there in your team, it's there forever. I do. I have gone down that route myself a little bit this year with, I don't I normally like to do SBCs, but um, I've done a fair few more this year just because the market's been terrible and so many things have just dropped. Um, so it's it's good to have that that option of a card that's always there in your team. And like like Hunter said, he's, he's staying there forever, isn't he? Till team of the season, at least. Definitely could. From a gameplay point of view, uh, the value aside, a million coins for that card is phenomenal value. Um, it, it's, I doubt there's a better card in the database. It's one of these cards where the stats kind of lie. The fact that it's Varan, there's something about it. Um, it's, I mean, it's the weird thing about it is going back to what Donk said about the cards being slightly downgraded compared to what they were in previous years, because it's, um, it's supposedly a flashback celebrating his team of the year from FIFA 19. And that was rated 96 overall. This one's 92, and it had 234 more in-game stats. So it's you know it's a far cry from that card, really. But it doesn't really damage it. You know, it's 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 absolutely up there. Moves really well. Um, positioning's great. And the thing with it is, it blocks absolutely everything. It's this auto block city around this flashback Varan. It, it gets in the way of absolutely everything. And it's, you know, going back to the comparison of the three, the, the Varan, the, uh, the Diaz and the Rudiger. Diaz is very much a sort of man to man defender. He's strong. He's physical. He doesn't so much tackle players. He just sort of bullies them off the ball. Um, Varan is, is more, more agile, really more maneuverable. You can mark space with him. You can close down with him. Um, and he, he sort of locks on to tackles and that. But uh, yeah, he's two different beasts. And as I say, Rudiger sort of fits in between the two of them. He's He's got that sort of strength and man-marking ability of of Diaz, but he's also sort of agile enough to, to do the Varane kind of job as well. So three really interesting cards, I think. Whilst we're on the, the topic of Varane, though, do you think that the the bog standard gold ones in any danger of getting left behind? Because I don't think it is right now, maybe in, in time to come, but I think it's still a very usable card. So to put so much of your club stock into a card that you, you can't sell, and I'm not saying it's a minimal grade because it obviously isn't, it's a, it's a very significant one, but for most people, that regular Varane will still get the job done. So how much value for money is there? You know, All things aside, if you, if you can afford it, then great, go for it. But if you're struggling for coins or for cards to submit into the SBC, should you be scurrying away trying to do that if you have the regular one and it fits into your team and it's still doing a good job? I, I'm, I'm not so sure. It's difficult to put, a, to put a figure on it. You know, you can't really quantify these things, but I don't know. If I had to, I'd say that it's a good 
10 to 15% better than the gold card. Which doesn't sound like a lot. For about 20 times the price. (laughs) For about 20 times the price, yeah. But you've only got a limited, you know, there's only so much you can do to upgrade your cards, especially if you're sort of locked into a Premier League team or something. So that's the point I'm trying to make. It's obviously. 10 to 15% is significant, but, you know, what else are you going to do? But it's a bad value for money proposition. That's all I'm saying. But if if you've got the coins or the cards, then it doesn't matter. You're going to want it. You can go get it. But, you know, if you're looking for value, it's probably not the best one to go for. That's all. No, I disagree. I, I think in relation to the price of, of other centre-back cards that are around there that are comparable, I think it's excellent value. But hey, you know, it's, it's all about opinions. I think with being Premier League, you're going to have a Premier League tax. Also, he's French, and you're going to have to pay a premium for the best shit. That's just, that's life. I mean, the best shit is hardly ever on sale because it's the best. I mean, that's just what it is. But yeah, I see your point as far as the value. To me, there is no value there. He's very good, but you have to pay for it. So it's, it's not like, uh, like Icardi to me was good value. At, uh, it was a low priced. I'd rather pay a million for Varane, untradeable, than 700,000 or whatever it is for DS. So when I'm talking about it being value, I'm talking about it being comparative value. If you want a good centre-back and you want to stump up that kind of coinage, Varane is your value option. Mm. I would never spend a million coins on him, but with fodder and SPCs, yeah, to me, I, that's, that's a must-do. Let's move on, though. Let's Also, just one final point on him. Um, if anybody does want to do him, he's out until the 27th of February. So if you want to craft him, you know, from the upgrade packs and all that sort of thing, he's, he's out for... Out for donkeys, <laughs> pun intended. So you've got every opportunity to uh, to get him in your club. Yep. And the last two, Steve, you touched on Verdi last week. The moments Verdi, you get that in the uh, that team of the year game mode in the friendlies, online friendlies. Uh, the next one that we got was Luke Shaw, which I did him because I had to restructure the squad and I needed a solid left back. He's a decent card. He's solid. He's not. He's not game breaking. He's not going to just change your team and how they play, but he'll get the job done as long as you leave him on stay back and don't try to make any critical passes and thread needles with him because he's not going to get it done. You've got until Friday to get Verdi done. Make sure you get him in there. Good point. And the game mode itself, I enjoyed it last week, but it has become ultra, ultra sweaty. Can anybody else confirm that for me? Yeah, horrible. I don't, I don't enjoy it one bit. I like the cards that have been on offer in there. The Luke Shaw one's a bit underwhelming. Massive fan of the Verda one, though. So, you know, I love the cards, but hated the game mode. It's, uh, it's it's like how the game becomes when, and I said this last week, repeating myself, it's, it's like end game gameplay where everybody's got really juiced cards because that's basically what they have, really juiced cards. Yeah, maybe they should have made it to where you can only use one lone player. That would have been a little more interesting. But uh, let's talk about this Future Stars. We got this out today. They pushed it out. Today is Sunday, January 30th at uh, 2 p.m. Central United States. Future Stars, they put out, it says 28 total swap tokens you can earn starting now until the end of the campaign. They didn't say when the campaign would end. It just said until the end. Now, the promo itself starts February 4th, this coming Friday, and you can begin swapping your tokens to get rewards on February 11th, 6 p.m. UK. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Watch for the space. Just because you get tokens doesn't mean you can submit them right away. You do have to wait until February 11th. Um, Donk, do you want to share any information or talk about Future Stars anymore at this point? So that's what you want to know because um, we now know Team 1 and Team 2. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, it moves quickly. It does. I, I, what it is um, in that, what I've seen there is someone, someone knows a few players. They started talking about a few players, and basically the people that just know all of it have just gone, "Well, we want to be first. So they've <laughs> they've just literally released both teams of future stars on a Sunday during Team of the Year. So we know all that now, and it's looking very. It's actually looking really nice. To be fair, I I <laughs> I'm pretty hyped. Mm. Everyone's all hyped today because we've had these leaked, but now we've got two weeks where we know yeah. everything that's fucking coming. 
Um, so <laughs> it's been yeah. like that for a few months, to be fair. Yeah, and, um, it, and it's going to get worse because, from what it looks like, they they'll be able to see at least at least one, maybe two more promos after Future Stars as well. They already know that. So <laughs> yeah, and it's not stopping for at least four months. That's it. That's the rest of the cycle gone, isn't it? Really, then? minimum. So basically, you were going to know everything in Fever Twenty Two. Mm. And uh, mm. you know, if it's if it's that week, I'm not. You know, I can deal with it. But leaking Team Two now, <laughs> while we're still trying to enjoy Team of the Year, is it's just taking the piss a little bit. And you know, people can say, you know, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to look at the leaks, but you can't avoid they're ev- now. They're everywhere, aren't they? Yeah, you know what I mean? they're everywhere. And yeah, if you're trading, is, yeah. you see the impact they have on the market. So you, sometimes you don't even need to see that they've been leaked on Twitter, and you can just have a guess by how footbids reacting um, or how the market's reacting to some of the leaks. Yeah. The, something that that strikes me is that nobody is in favour of the leaks, right? Nobody. You talk to. Anybody you meet, anybody you come across on social media, whatever, Twitch, you never come across anybody who says, you know what, I love these leaks, they're fantastic. But this, what's his name, the guy who's leaking it, Foot Sheriff, he's gone from zero followers on Twitter to something like 140,000 in a month. So people don't dislike them that much, do they? He's almost at 200,000 now. Well, there you go. (laughs) That's what made me think it was an echo chamber account because the account was 30 days old. And just grew to over a hundred thousand in the blink of an eye. I mean, that's kind of strange for a new account, uh, but not, it's neither here nor there. No, it's, it, it is and it isn't. But because it's been consistent, he's not. He's just not stopped. So, and obviously, there's lots of news accounts, including myself, that we run news updates as well. If he says something, you you got to report it, or if you don't report it, you just you're just falling behind, unfortunately. But that's right. where we are in the current stage of FIFA, just because uh, the leaks are the, the leaks are dominating, and it's just so early. It's just crazy. But here we are. I, and obviously, they don't care, or else they, this wouldn't have kept going. You know. Yeah, yeah. If if the, if they were bothered, they would have they'd have taken steps, wouldn't they? They would. To, yeah, um, absolutely. To to bring it back in. Uh, but they didn't. They haven't done so. It just makes for me personally, and it's just me. It just makes Fridays when the content's coming. I used to be waiting at six o'clock on a Friday and have my Xbox on. Now I just have a little check on my phone, see if there's anything that they got yeah. wrong or missed. Yeah, it's all. And then, <laughs> then I'm then I'm off again. You know, it is. And even from it's going to sound obviously, I had people assume with me I'm a leaker or whatnot. Yes, we leak, but I I don't consider myself a leaker per se because my content is actually variable and to be honest with you, I even myself, I don't like them this early. I think it's too much. But I've got no choice but to report at the news and updates as they come because it's going to be mainstream whether I do it or not. But yeah. Um, it really is, yeah. Even for me, I, th- I think it's a step too far. I think it is too early, but yeah, yeah. I, I know that they, 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 they said the reasoning was they wanted people to stop having clout, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the thing is, <clears throat> no one. There are there's three, maybe four maximum people. If all four of them stopped, leaks wouldn't exist, yeah. or not at least until they were sent to third party. Um, like graphics companies and things like that and worst case scenario we're finding out a few players an hour or two before promos you know that's as yeah. bad as it gets <laughs> so they kind of do contradict themselves by saying oh we're here to stop clout and all this but essentially they're the only reasons <laughs> why yeah. it, it exists in the first place you know yeah they're here to Great stop point. other people's clout it, yeah basically doing. we're yeah. here to stop other people's clout and yeah I want it basically. Soak it all up ourselves. That's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah, and obviously you got all the hypocrisy that's coming with it as well. The I, I, you know, I, well, I'm not going to monetize from this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I've, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with it myself. But if you're going to say something, at least, you know, 
<laughs> don't lie yeah. because every single yeah. one of them has now monetized it as expected um, because the they see what sort of money you can get at that level. But yeah, it is a shame. But unfortunately, like I said before, we've got at least four months minimum. I personally hoping that it's all gone in FIFA 23. If I could choose between a world with no leaks and a world with leaks, I would choose it without, simply because I do think people get more enjoyment from waiting. But when it is mainstream like this, what what really can you do? You know, and it is what people want, as you can see. Yeah, yeah. If they want to hunger for it, these accounts, you know, sheriff won't have hundred ninety thousand followers, <laughs> would they? No, no um, absolutely not. You know, it's. It's a tough one, but it's, you know, we've said it before. It's not the issue is it with EA. Oh, absolutely. This information is, is getting out from them. Um, but it, it, all, it always makes me laugh when some of these leakers cry and say, you stole that leak from me. But <laughs> Who I always think, well, you fucking stole it from EA. So yeah. just pipe down a little second, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, there's so much pettiness goes on on those, on those pages. Yeah. But yeah, it, the the book stops with the year, and until they are bothered or do something about it, they're they here, aren't they? Uh, they're here to stay. Yeah, sounds like they just need to hire a, a graphics designer to keep in house, so they keep a lid on this shit instead of sending it out to third parties, like you kind of told us about last time you were on. I mean, to me, that's an easy answer. But another thing, if you wanted to, if you really gave a shit and wanted to figure out what was going on. Send out placebos to people and see what comes out. Then find your culprit. To me, I don't know. I don't see how it's that hard. But no, I can actually. I can explain it quickly if you want. Sure. Um, basically, the third party things is it gets sent out a bit too early, in my opinion. To but it's but it is it's wider than just a graphics editor, etc. You know, it's it's basically being sent to websites, newspapers, everything. Anything you, anyone you see posts exactly at 6 p.m. with their own articles already written up on details and things like that has known about what's coming before 6 p.m. That's why it got out previously. Now it's all in-house. They're reading directly from a screen, I imagine. They literally tells them what's coming because they're in the work-at-home database or, or whatever it is. Um, and, yeah, essentially the only way you could stop it is by... Not having that for one, and then two, if you're going to send out third party things, send it at like two minutes before six p.m. You know, that's the only way it's going to stop. But they obviously have contracts and whatnot. Um, like four three three, the big Instagram page, they're always posting the card and whatnot exactly at six p.m. because they've already been sent it. So that's a problem in itself as well. But it's not as bad as the problem that we've got now with the the in-house thing. Mm. So these people with the in-house stuff work for a year, but not necessarily on FIFA, and they've just got access to these. As far to the, as yeah, the system. As, as far as I understand, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm. But they obviously have to be somewhat in-house employed to be able to view that. You can't just you pull it from yeah. anywhere. It's they're working on a database that's been given to them to be able to work at home. So obviously they've got access to a bit more than they should do because everyone's on the, the same thing, um, which is why really since 2020, you could just you could just say leaks have grown a lot in terms of accessibility every year because it was bad for a period of time. But if you look back at FIFA 19 versus today, it wasn't anywhere near as bad as this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely had uh, quicker market gyrations in 19 because everybody was caught off guard. Yeah. As now, you're probably already going to start seeing moves on the market with these cards already being leaked. And, it, you know, you kind of saw it with uh, the Team of the Year cards. When the honorable mentions got leaked, you saw certain cards start to move immediately, which naturally kind of brought down everything else with it. And it happened quick. And if you were watching it, you could have got a lot of Team of the Year cards for a bargain price. Um, so yeah, it brings a new dynamic into trading and stuff. And I know it frustrates a lot of people and I can understand why, but if you want to be surprised by it, just stay off the social, unfortunately, or unfollow, block the accounts. I don't know, block the term FIFA or leak. I don't know. Um, I don't even know how to use Instagram though. So I don't have to worry about that. 
Well, we do have a couple of questions from the community and Paul is all over it like stink on shit and he's going to bring in the questions. I am. With team of the year being as accessible as they are, what does this mean for the already high power curve for upcoming promos such as future stars? And I know we've, we've spoke about this in the past, like the, the way that the, the power curves jump in really quickly. Um, but Steve, what are your thoughts on the power curve and where they go from here? I think we're going to end up in a, just continuing the situation we're in now, kind of as Matt adverted to with, with Varane. You're going to end up with cards getting minimal upgrades because the, you know, there's only so far they can go before they hit the ceiling, so you're going to be paying a fortune for cards that have got a couple of points here, a couple of points there. Um, yeah, it's going to be a funny situation. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I think we're going to start seeing different type of cards. To me, that's the only way to to slow the creep of this power curve. We have to, like future stars, you're going to see names that you haven't seen in any other promo. They're going to be completely new faces, different nations, different leagues. You're going to have to get more of these type of promos in the game to kind of hold that power curve as long as you can and prevent it from going to the moon. Um, because we still have a lot of time left in this game. I mean, it's it's only February. This game's got it's got to last at least another five, six months minimum uh, before the player base really starts to fall off hard. I don't know what you think about it, uh, Donk. Do you have any opinion on this? Um. Well, to be honest with you, if they aren't as high-end as the team of the years but are close, it's just going to bring them down, I think. To be honest with you, I, I actually think that most promos going forward are going to be at a higher level anyway. And because team of the year's power curve almost has been brought down slightly, they're more in line. Team of the years aren't as desirable almost. But you'll obviously have your top ones, like your messies and things like that, will hold a bit better value. Some of the lower-end ones, like Hakimi, for example, even, they might not do as good because their supply is a little bit higher. And we're going to get some crazy, crazy cards. All it takes is one crazy card in that position. And anything in that position's in, in trouble, you know? I, I personally, I wouldn't even like to hold most of the team of the years past one or two weeks from now. Um, just looking at this future stars team as well, I... <laughs> yeah, it's like team of the year might be forgotten quicker than we think. That seems to be the the case this year with with promos in the market. One comes, it's it's hot, they're expensive, and the next one comes and it's they're they're forgotten, they're a thing of the past. But uh a lot of these ratings that I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of ratings that start with a nine, so it's pretty juicy. Don't thanks for taking the time and coming on with us again. We really appreciate your insight. We enjoy having you on the pod and you're welcome to come back anytime you want, man. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I enjoy coming on chatting to you. It's nice to hear different aspects and sort of thoughts about the whole thing. But obviously we all, we all agree somewhat on most of the situations, which is nice. I can't talk much about the gameplay stuff, but it is interesting to hear and listen to, <laughs> listen to you guys talk about that. Well, we will be doing a gameplay pod here shortly in the next few days, and that'll be out before the end of the week. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. Keep checking those pod feeds. Donk, where can they find you on social media? And do you have any uh, kind of Patreon you want to plug? Oh, we may as well do that while we're here. So you can find me on Twitter uh, at Donk Trading, Instagram at Foot Donk, uh, even TikTok when I, when I can actually get around to doing any videos on there at Foot Donk again. And obviously we run um, a Patreon as well, which is a trading service, trading group service that um, opens monthly, uh, February 1st. Obviously we've got some spots opening up over there as well. If any of you are interested in trading or learning to trade, then that's the avenue for you. Sounds good. Steve, where can they find you? Usual place at the foot coach and yeah, echoing what, what Donk has said there about his Patreon, February the 1st, you know, the first of the month is always the, the big date for patrons. And as I'm sure listeners heard earlier with the, uh, with the ad, it's, it's a big time for the, the foot academy at the moment. We're really cranking up the, the content in there, helping people to get the most out of the teams that, that they've probably upgraded over team of the year. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the gameplay pod, we're going to be talking about one of the tutorials that's just dropped in there, um, which is all about left stick dribbling. And that's always one of the most popular tutorials that we have. 
got a slightly different twist on it this year as well. So so that's pretty exciting. Um, and yeah, you can check out the uh, the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash foot academy. Um, but I would kind of emphasize don't sign up. If you're going to sign up, don't do it until until Tuesday the 1st because you will be billed twice and we don't want that. Sounds good. Matt, where can they find you on social media sphere? At Lambo Matt with one T. I'll say hello, but you will not get trading advice on my Twitter. Just putting that out there. Those days are gone, right? <laughs> Once upon a time. I keep I keep that to uh, myself, but I, I am behind the curve. I need services like Dunks to, to sort of stay in the game these days. Mm, heard that. Paul. Uh, Twitter, right foot, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. Right fucking foot. Sounds good. And if anybody would like a free tutorial on how to not defend, I am always in the Discord streaming the games. And you can come on in and what can see what not to do when you're trying to get into Elite. And that's going to wrap us up this week. We will see you again later on in the week with the episode on dribbling, passing, and so much more. See you then. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.